Are you ready to find out how to blaze your own trail? Welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast with your host, Jordan Mendoza. In this podcast, Jordan interviews people from around the world to find out about their journey to success. If you are looking for valuable content with actionable advice, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Jordan Mendoza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. My name is Jordan Mendoza, and I'm your host. And I've got a very special guest today. Her name is Liz Edlick. And I'm going to give her just a second to tell you who she is and what she does today. Well, thank you, Jordan. I'm excited to be on your show and talking about blazing your own trail because that definitely has been the story of my life. And uh, from waitress to valet parking cars to American Heart Association to a stockbroker, venture capitalist, and then on to being in the skincare industry and interior and exterior design on top of it. All of them without ever having a class in any of them. So that'll give you, (laughs) that will give you the the, uh, landscape of blazing your own trail doesn't necessarily mean that it has to come from education and you can do it because you're passionate and your purpose is bigger than than anything else and your drives you in the direction of your dreams. So exciting to share in the hopes of inspiring people to get radical in their lives. I love it. I love it. And and I'm excited to dive right in. So let's let's take a rewind. So if you can share with the audience, you know, where were you born and raised? And let's talk a little bit about, you know, elementary, middle into high school. What kind of kid were you? What type of things did you get into? <laughs> Based on that introduction, Liz, I'm going to assume you were into a lot of different things. So I'd love to, to hear it. Well, I, you know, I was asked the other day, why did you become an entrepreneur? I mean, what, what was that? And I think it was all about freedom. You know, the beauty of being an entrepreneur or doing entrepreneurial things on the side, it gives you enormous amount of freedom and freedom many times does come from financial freedom. So from a young age, whatever it took, I wanted to have that freedom. I didn't want anyone to be able to control me or tell me what to do or how to get there or how to do it. I wanted to do it on my own and I was the kind of person that, you know, coming from a family, our father, um, my sister and I are partners with Radical Skincare today. We founded the company about 11 years ago and um, our father was a world famous reconstructive surgeon, uh, Dr. Richard Edlick at the University of Virginia Hospital. And we were steeped in science and medicine and frankly, radical DNA. Like our mother, she played Maria in West Side Story in Broadway, moved from Rochester, New York, and never had an acting or singing lesson and just said, I want this. And our father being a reconstructive surgeon, um, he created Steri strips, which are those little strips that that close a a wound. Yeah. Stitches, yeah. And he actually gave that to Minnesota Mining, to 3M. Because he knew it would change the landscape of medicine. But he said, I won't give this to you. And I won't charge you a royalty if you release it right now and you don't put it on a shelf because that's a lot of times what the, the companies will do because they want to run out another drug or another another product. So we were steeped in this radical DNA from a young age. And then my dad developed multiple sclerosis. And so he went from being a surgeon to being basically immobile from the neck down. 
And so we really saw what adversity looks like from a family and how it can really undermine the entire underpinnings of a family and that you have to figure it out. And, but even in that state, he published 3000 peer reviewed journal articles from wow. a wheelchair via dictation. So when it came to life and my journey, I was like, well, if he can do that, I have no excuses, right? And so I started waitressing and I saw the guys outside valet parking cars and uh, they were making, you know, four or $500 a night and I was making 120 in tips. And I was like, something's wrong with this. And I walked outside and I said, I want to valet park cars. I want to, you know, wear that top hat and, uh, and tails. And I'm like, sorry, um, girls don't valet park cars here, but thank you. I said, oh, no, no. And you can't lift the luggage. You're a girl. Well, you asked what kind of kid I was. And uh, my dad, when we were bad, this will give you an idea. We used to have to drop down and do push-ups. Wow. So it served me because when they said, you can't lift all this luggage, I dropped down and did 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 push-ups, which all the other guys couldn't have. So that was my uh, my great foray into, I can live in a man's world and lift the luggage, whatever kind of luggage and baggage comes with that. That's so, great. Yeah, and then, uh, then my father, he didn't have a lot of money because he was on staff and he, um, there was an invest, investment person that worked with him out of Canada and it lost a significant amount of our savings. And we lived on a farm and he told us that we were probably gonna lose our home, our farm. Wow. And so I was the oldest and I said, all right, I've got to figure out this money thing. And at the time I was working at the American Heart Association because so I really wanted to help people and change their lives. But now I had to figure out how to help my family. So I decided I was gonna become a stockbroker and I'd never had a finance class in college, never a business course. And I went to be a stockbroker. And this was back in the day when there weren't a lot of female brokers, but I went from place to place. And I said, I'm either gonna make money for you or for the person down the street, <laughs> the other firm. And they finally, I got some yeses, but there were a lot of no's on the way to get the yes. Yep. And I became a broker and I figured out the finances and then I became obsessed with a mission bigger than me and said, I bet other people are in the same position as my family has been in, where they have had some kind of financial uh, interlude with somebody that was churning and burning and is taking their house down. So it became my mission to go and help those people secure financial the financial security through proper investment management. And in, to that end, when you're blazing your own trail, which I love that title, and it is so inspiring, I think what's so important to know is that you don't need to know how to do it. You don't need to know the how to blaze your own trail. I certainly didn't know how to be a stockbroker. I didn't take a finance class. But I knew that I wanted to help people and my purpose and my mission was bigger than myself. So yeah. what I did was I'd find other experts or other people that I could associate myself with, people that had been in the business with a track record for years. So I started referring people to investment managers that would, that would manage the money, had track records, 
And because of that, and because I was so authentic in my sharing, I raised close to a billion dollars. Wow. In a matter of years that were under management. And then I eventually ended up raising a lot of it for one particular company. And they asked me to come on and be a partner, which we eventually sold to a bank, our company. So, you know, from never having a finance class to still never having a finance class to associating myself and and having a purpose bigger than myself to raising a billion dollars and selling the company to a bank, you know, that is what, you know, some of the grit that it takes and not taking no for an answer. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And all of those all of those things definitely are the reason why you're on the show. You know, you've you've definitely blazed your own trail. And what I love about, you know, a lot of the journey, you know, what you said about your your father and just seeing the fact that, you know, he was making his his life goal was to make a positive impact, right? And right. and have that be done through the realm of medicine and, you know, healing people and then giving essentially that work up without, you know, asking for something and then having to deal with his own adversity and being wheelchair bound, but still, you know, producing all of the publications and everything that he did. I mean, you, I'm sure you, he's got to be the, the biggest hero in your life, you know, and such a major and positive influence of someone that showed you that no matter what your circumstances, no matter what, you know, hands that you're dealt, you can still come out on the other side. You definitely can. And he really was an inspiration creating Radical, Radical Skincare, the name. We own the name Radical throughout the, the country. And Radical to us, it meant pushing boundaries, not taking no for an answer, not accepting the unacceptable, believing in the unbelievable to make the impossible possible. So Radical is coloring outside the lines, right? Yeah. And that's what blazing your own trail is, right? When you have to color outside the lines in hopes of expressing yourself in your unique way, because whatever you're seeking is seeking you. You just may not know it yet, right? But the more you tap into what you're passionate about and what you really want and you feel that in your gut, then what you are wanting and seeking is seeking you, which is such a wonderful thing about you know, your show because it allows people to see in themselves the stories that they're hearing because it just reaffirms we're all in a journey and we many times don't know how to do it. You don't need to know the how, you just need to want it big enough and then follow the rituals. Like we call them radical rituals. So our, the core and the center of radical skincare is radical transformation. So it's skincare, the most potent skincare that can be used on sensitive skin, but it's self-care where you incorporate radical rituals because how you start the day and how you finish the day many times determines how the trajectory of your life goes. So incorporating goal setting, writing your goals in the present tense, being specific, attaching dates, specific with numbers, you know, and reading that and writing that every day. You know, gratitude, looking for the good instead of the bad, writing a list of 10 new things that you're grateful for because it raises your vibration or your energy. Therefore, you're going to attract a much higher energy group of people, ideas and opportunities. And, and of course, a moment of whether it's meditation, prayer or just a moment to be quiet 
so that you can start to hear some of the inspiration that is there waiting for you to cut through the noise. So it's incorporating many of those daily things that incrementally, step by step, it's taking you in the direction of what you really want. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of that really, you know, the story resonates. You know, I was, my mom was actually born with one lung and, you know, basically in the 50s and the doctors were like, hey, yeah, probably won't live to 18. You probably won't have any kids, you know, like in, and she had a choice, uh, you know, at growing up, like, you know, do I dwell on this or do I just keep moving on with my life and, and charging forward? And that's the route she took. And, ended up having five boys, which was all a miracle. Wow. My youngest brother, <laughs> wow. she had at 40 years old and she ended up living to 54, you know? And so she got, you know, the news and then she took her own action and, and lived her life to, you know, her fullest capacity. And, you know, and it's hearing stories like people like your dad and, and thinking about someone like my mom, you know, people that had to really deal with real adversity it it really shifted my perspective and in, in the lens that i looked at life through and it sounds like it had a very similar impact on you yeah absolutely and i think you know everything gets back to choice right it's it's the lens we talk about the radical lens like what is the lens that you're choosing to look through and are you going to see adversity as an opportunity right tragedy is an opportunity to triumph over it and that's what We've all been dealt certain decks, but it doesn't matter because the facts always change. And I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned. It's that who I am and who I show up as, because I'm not my feelings, I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my emotions. I'm not. I mean, it. my feelings are something that if I lived by what I felt like, I wouldn't feel like going to the gym. I wouldn't feel like eating healthy. I wouldn't feel like doing a lot of things, frankly. It isn't about how I feel, it's about what I choose to do, right? So being in action in your life is such an important, such an important aspect to really getting where you want to go and seeing it in choice. So we were, we had a discussion, we do this radical deep dive, which is about the chapters of our book. So yesterday was chapter six, radical decision-making. And we were talking about decisions and how important they are because people many times don't think they're making a decision because it's wrong or there's gonna be pressure. Maybe if I make a decision, I'll look like a fool or I won't make it or I'll fail. But what, what people aren't being clear about is that not making a decision is a decision. So whether your decision is to leave a relationship, change your job, um, go to the gym, eat healthy. I mean, there's a whole plethora of things you can be deciding about. And if you say, oh, I haven't, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to make a decision about leaving my relationship, my job, eating better, going to the gym, as for examples. Well, you actually did, you just made a decision. Today, my decision is to stay in my job, stay with my husband, um, you know, eat the potato chips over a salad and, you know, whatever else. So we can get ourselves into a position where we're, we're faking ourselves out and being inauthentic with our truth. The truth is you're in choice every minute. 
So your mom could have chosen to believe the quote fact. The fact was a fantasy. Someone made that up and gave it to her. She chose to go ahead step-by-step step, and live her dream. And she proved everyone wrong and has got an amazing legacy that she's left of inspiration, you know, in you and your brothers. And for me, my father, my mother, they chose. And yeah. that's what we do every day. And that's the power. When you live in the power of choice and understand your decisions, you're making them every single day and in every moment. And don't think for a second that if you're not getting off the bleachers and getting out in the field and playing in your life, your decision was to stay in the bleachers. It wasn't not today to think about going and playing on the field of life. So getting really real with how important um, doing that internal inventory is about our choice, our empowerment of decisions, etc. I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And you know, from what I've heard so far, you've made some pretty radical decisions. You know, the decision to say, you know, I don't just have to be a server. I can also be, you know, I can <laughs> also part. do valet, right? Yeah. And that was a decision that you said. You know what? I can. I can do this and I can do it at the highest level. I can, if they can do it, I can do it. And the same thing when you decided to go into the, the stock market, not, not taking any classes and just saying, I will be self-taught. I will, I will figure this out, you know? I'll so what, what do you, what do you think Liz separates the, the people that, you know, like yourself that decided to take that radical action versus somebody that, you know, for whatever reason, just can't make that decision. Well, they, they choose not to make a decision. So I can't, or I'm trying are two roots of evil. <laughs> they really are. I mean, if, if anyone's watching right now, uh, versus listening or just imagine this, if I said, I'm going to try to stand up me and I can walk, I'm going to try to stand up. Well, I either stand up or I don't stand up right? You don't try. I'm trying to do something. No, no, you either go do it and you may not do it to the best of your ability right today, right now. And you may become better and better and better at it, but try. And I can't, unless you are physically impaired, right? Those two words do not empower or inspire you to get where you, you where you want to go. So the difference between someone that's taking radical action and pursuing the directions of their dreams is someone that is in choice, right? They're choosing and they're being authentic with their choice or their lack thereof, right? They're choosing not to. And then they can say, I'm choosing not to go after my dream. I'm choosing not to be successful. I'm choosing not to, you know, incorporate some of the tried and true things like the goal setting techniques, like meditation, like gratitude, like creating mentors in your life like seeking out people that you want to be like and or surrounding yourself. I didn't know how to manage stock accounts, but I certainly could find very, very talented people that did know how so that I could then create a communion or an opportunity or partnership that took me, you know, to the direction of my dreams. And then after, you know, raising close to a billion dollars, I became bored because finance had never been my passion. Yeah. I found it. I found myself in there. My passion was to help others. And so I said, okay, but I love to help others and I love entrepreneurs. So, and I love 
different ideas. And so I said, well, what if I go into venture capital and I start to fund some smart ideas? And I did. I funded a diet company in that was an infomercial. I had no knowledge of infomercials, none on consumer product market, nothing on nutraceuticals and nothing about television, nothing, no knowledge. I had the funds, I invested it. And what I didn't focus on, which is a really important key, we were talking who you surround yourself with is your management, your partnerships, and making sure that whoever you're in partnership with or to the best of your ability is in alignment with you, your values and where you're both going. This particular person happened to be doing drugs. My sister had moved out from Virginia. She was working for the company and she called me and she said, Liz, my paycheck just bounced. And I said, that's not possible. Wow. I just raised a couple, $3 million. How could the check bounce? Well, he's been having a lot of parties and I don't know what else he's doing with the money. So here I am, I envision my world a different way. And now I'm coming in to run a diet company in consumer product <laughs> marketing. I'm like, dude, I know nothing about diet, nothing about this business. And Rachel and I said, well, we'll just have to figure that out then, won't we? And that's what we did. And then I started to become interested that because I was learning something new and I said, this is interesting. This can actually make a lot of money. This is an interesting way to have people purchase your product and it actually paid for the awareness and media behind it. This is a very interesting uh, dynamic. And so we started to do not just one, but multiple infomercials. And then we started doing the celebrity products. Then we started creating products, whether it was nutraceuticals or skincare. And we had never been in manufacturing, never been in marketing and branding, never been in distribution, but we figured it out. And we created partnerships with some of the best. And so that's how we launched into our next company. And we did hundreds of millions of dollars in sales in all of those different dimensions. But I it became it. really personal when Rachel, my sister, developed rosacea after her second child. And rosacea, if, if anyone is wondering what that is, it's like red bumps and, and blotches all over your skin and it burns and it's, it's itchy, it's terrible. And she had chronic rosacea. And so she was on three antibiotics, two topicals, maybe in two internal, something like that. We went to dermatologist, doctor, and of course, even our father. And at that time, everyone said, there's no cure. There's nothing we can do for you. And anything she would put on it made it worse. And so she felt like her face was walking in the room before yeah, she did. So the perfect storm was for me getting adult acne. I'm like, are you serious? This stuff can come back like hormones. This is the, the, a woman's gift. And so between my sister and myself and just realizing gravity was real, we said, OK, let's go do something about it. So we harnessed the brilliance of our dad, went back to the lab, called on some of the best chemists that we had known for the years of working in the business. And we said, we're going to create a product that heals her skin and transforms mine. And we don't want to sell it. We're never going to sell this. It's not interested in a business. We just want our own youth elixir to fix our skin. So because of that, we're not going to worry about margins. We're not going to worry about all the business construct that might impair us 
for putting the maximum level of reparatives in there, the maximum level of antioxidants, and creating our own proprietary technology. Because money wasn't the option, it was just results. And that's what we did. And it transformed her skin in two weeks and mine. Wow. And then our friends, and we were giving it all these little plastic bottles that we had, and we just wrote eye serum moist on it and give it to friends at lunch or what have you. And then everyone started calling us and saying, oh my gosh, what did you put in these bottles? <laughs> like, like we need this stuff. Like we've got to have it, you know, it wasn't just moms, you know, dipping your paws into the container. It was everybody wanted a bit of it. And then we started thinking about our dad, you know, and we were saying, who are we to keep something that we created to solve our own skin issues? What, who are we to keep that on our counter in our bathroom and not share that with others? Yeah. Like that's not radical. There is no legacy and there's no inspiration in that. And of course we had no idea how to take it international or take it to retail. So we started sharing it with some of the best of the best. And we had the ex-head of Estee Lauder wow. come on board, the ex-head of Clinique Worldwide, Cody, you name it, Dior Russia. And we launched 17 countries, 900 stores in just three years. Amazing. Just with a product that was for our own purpose to overcome our own adversity and could transform the skin, you know, of others, which, which did. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you guys, you know, you based when you were making it, you said, let's, let's make sure that it's the best of the best, like with no, right. No dollar amounts in mind. Let's just make this the best because you yeah. truly wanted results for you. And then, right. then in giving it away, it, it essentially just caused a, a heyday. It sounds like around the country <laughs> that, you know, enabled it to take off the way that it did. But you know, it, it goes back to, it goes back to, you don't, you're not going to take no as an answer, you know? And, you know, I learned this when I, I, my first job at 14 was going to sell uh, newspaper subscriptions door to door. And it was the best experience that I could ever get because I had to go and literally hear no a hundred times every day, you know, as right. a 14 year old, but it really helped me develop tough skin. And it helped me when I got jobs in the future that were sales that were bigger dollar amounts and not just a, you know, a $10 newspaper. And it sounds like that was you too, right? You just would, you, you don't want to give up. If someone says no, then you're like, challenge me, challenge accepted. Let me go ahead and, right. and show you that I can do this. And that, you know, that's contagious for one, you know, that, but that self-confidence is super contagious. And so I know that that has had to have helped you along your journey because it doesn't matter what someone put in front of you, it, whether it was raising uh, close to a billion dollars for the American Heart Association or creating an, a global skincare brand and generating millions in sales or being a stockbroker, right? And raising, you know, getting all of those funds in order. So you definitely are blazing <laughs> your own trail, my friend. And it's it's cool to hear your journey. You know, I just left a 15 year career in multifamily housing, eight of that in training and oh. development in January to, to launch wow. my consulting agency. That's marketing. Yeah, it's marketing sales and leadership. So it's, it's, I resonate with you a lot because I left multifamily housing to, to do this 
you know, podcasting and run an agency full time that has nothing to do with multifamily housing, but it, I didn't let it stop me. And a lot of what you said is what I did. I, four years ago, I joined an entrepreneurship group before I was an entrepreneur because I wanted to learn from these local business leaders that have been there and done it. And then two years after joining that, I launched out onto my own. So, you know, a lot of these principles, uh, for those of you that are going to listen to this, you know, they're foundational, right? You've got to surround yourself with high performers. You've got to not be afraid to go after things. You've got to learn from other individuals, you know, and when you can immerse yourself around people and around experiences, whether you fail or not, you're at least going to grow from it. And Jordan, what you're saying is so right. It's, and failure also, you, you're never starting over, right? You're starting with a whole new set of understanding of lessons learned and skill sets learned, even overcoming adversity is a skill set. And when you were talking about the different, we call them radical rituals, but the different things that you're doing that are foundational every day, whether it's surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, even listening to this podcast is an investment in you. By listening to this and taking the time, you're taking it out for you to become more of who you already are, right? And so that is what is so key to wherever someone is in their life. Like if you don't believe in yourself, borrow someone else's belief in you, right? Know that your mind is like real estate and who's taking up space in your multifamily home upstairs, right? Who's in your building? And are there people in your building who you want to be like? Are they part of a community or a group that you feel like it's aspirational? That's who you want to become. And if they're not, then you need to evict them and put in who you want in that real estate. And that also means as you grow, as you change, people will fall away. When you become a better version of you, you will see the landscape starts to change around you. And I know I love how Ed Milet talks about setting your thermostat, right? And if your thermostat is set at 75, when all of a sudden you get to 85 in the room, that means you're hot, you're on it, you're rocking it. All of a sudden it kicks in and wants to cool down the room back to 75. Or if you're at 75 and all of a sudden you're like down at 60 and you're freezing and it's like you are in the dearth of a moment in your life where you feel like you're getting hit and cross hit by waves and it's just awful, your thermostat will heat back up to 75. The trick is if you're 75 and you want to be 85, 90, 100, the trick is to put people in your room like move people into the condo of your head that are at 85, 90 degrees. Listen to things like this show where you've got people that are at a higher elevation of degree that you can aspire to take some of that in to shift your consciousness because you never know how close you are to the finish line. And the, the seeds that you are sowing the law of gestation, you don't know exactly when you'll reap them. And I would have thought, geez, okay, we took radical, it, you know, 17 countries, 900 stores around the world. You know, this is, this is the best. 
You're still getting sales calls. As I know. We speak, it's like, you know? Uh, radical skincare. Can I help you, please? Hi, this is a CEO. Oh, uh, it's a CFO. Oh, it's actually a customer service as well. We, <laughs> we wear multiple. That, that's the story of an entrepreneur, right? That's it. I'll be right with you. <laughs> Hi, the lab. Okay, I'll be right there. Let me check out the formula. We got it all. <laughs> um, but you know, the seeds that you're planting, right? You don't know when exactly you're going to sow them. So with Radical, I thought, Wow, okay, we graced the covers of the L, we won the L Genius Award, Oprah, we've been in Cosmopolitan, Vogue, it doesn't matter, Vanity Fair, just too many. Celebrities, bloggers, Insta influencers, it doesn't matter, so many. And as we traveled around the world, we would have thought, okay, we're good, we're in all these stores, well, game on. We traveled around the world and we said, we started talking to people and they loved the skincare. They saw the difference in like, 48 hours, 72 hours, one week. But what we saw when we were talking to them is they wanted so much more. What we really got in tune with, it's how you're feeling on the inside that's felt by the world. It's really where your inner self meets your outer beauty that matters. And we started to see as we were talking to women and men around the world, that the light of hope inspiration had been dampened from their eyes. So whether it's adversity, just like in the crazy times that we're in right now, people are reassessing and reinventing themselves, right? And there have been challenging times that, that go above and beyond what most people would have thought that they had to contend with. But what we said is, I guess our job isn't even close to finished. And that's when we wrote our book, Get Radical, Secrets to Creating a Life You Love where we interviewed some of the best of the best of people that have helped us on our journey in hopes of sharing and giving radical access to these tools, these radical tools that changed our life and took us where we needed and wanted to go. Because the best investment you can make is the investment in yourself, because that is the foundation, the constitution that will get you there. And that's when we created our radical rituals that were associated with every single one of our products like an anchor, like an anchor morning and night um, that will reignite, okay, I've got to visualize, I've got to focus on my goals, all of those things. So that's been something on the journey. And then we said, well, geez, people are suffering. They've lost their jobs. They've, you know, everyone's scrambling going, okay, I'm not going to work. I'm sitting at home. I'm feeling isolated. I've got three kids. I'm not, you know, because of COVID, maybe I won't have my help come in or I have no help or I can't afford the help because I lost my job. Well, how am I going to do this? How do I balance that? Uh, or, you know, now I'm at home. I'm kind of, I really hated my job. You know, I'm <laughs> like, I so don't want to go back. So you've got so many people out there going, now what, now what? Well, the question is, what do you really want? Like, what do you want? And a lot of people asked earlier, what, is, what separates people who have what they want versus people that don't have what they want seemingly? It's because the people that have what they want became specific about what they wanted. They asked themselves, what do I really want? Not what I think I can have, not what I think the circumstances will allow, not what the facts are, because the facts always change, so do the circumstances. Don't listen to any of it and just focus on what you want. And that's what we said. We said, you know, there's a lot of people that want 
financial freedom. They want to change their life. They want to reinvent themselves. What if we took our product and bought it off the store shelves and then we brought it into the hearts of and homes of entrepreneurs that wanted to use what we've built and the millions of dollars we've spent in clinicals and before and afters and technology. What if they wanted to use that as a platform to go in the direction of their dreams to create financial freedom? So when I thought our chapter was, woohoo, we're good, then we realized, well, unless we inspire them from the inside, we haven't even come close to the journey because now we, we don't have inside and outside, you know, congruent. And then we said, but that's fine. We can give them as many tips and tools on the planet, but what if they don't have a foundation to try to build off of or the tools or the money? What if we actually gave them access to our assets? Wouldn't that then be valuable if a billion dollars were just a million dreams that came true? Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, I, I want to make sure that we we're going to link the book down in the uh, show notes, you know, so when this episode airs, everyone's going to have a link of where they can find it. And you've you've shared some knowledge out of the book, which I really appreciate because it really, really, um, really, really helps the listeners out, get context into everything that you guys are all about. And I love the foundational principles that that you have inside of it. So I heard a, a quote one time, and I don't know if you've, you're familiar with this one, but it I'm not sure who said it, but it's the inner game controls the outer game, right? And I, I so uh, greatly believe that because if, if we can't get past, you know, the things that we're holding inside of us, if we can't, you know, start to take action, it's very hard to create any type of momentum. It really is. And, and sometimes, you know, Jordan, we can become our own worst enemy. You know, and it's, you've got to say, you know, when you're hearing the thoughts in your minds or your negative self-talk, that sometimes we're not our friend. And if you take that on the outside for a second and you, you verbalize what you just said to yourself, it could be anything like how you're looking, what about your weight, about your intelligence, about, you know, your, your failure or your success, it doesn't matter. You know, if you take that and you said that to someone that you love, like imagine saying that to your child, to your dog, to your best friend. Would you ever treat your best friend that way? Would you ever say those things to your best friend? So sometimes to externalize and uncover how it is we're talking to ourselves, who would, what, what is the information we're listening to every day? Are we just scrolling through Instagram mindlessly? Or are we actually seeking out to become better and better and be in action and listen and override all those thoughts of negativity, override the self-talk, get that inner game in gear so that you start to see the results that you're wanting because they're there waiting for you. Like you were divinely blessed to come into this, onto this planet, no matter what your circumstances are and play your game, your version of the game. And someone's going to hear your version of the game differently then they hear someone else's version. So just because someone else said it or did it, it doesn't matter. You're going to hear it from your mouth and your inspiration and your passion different. There's a whole bunch of people that are waiting to be inspired by you, touched by you, and that you've got a whole value set that's just waiting to express itself. It just needs you to commit a bit to you and believe in you 
and borrow the belief of a mentor and someone else if for some reason you are not at a point where you say okay i've got this then let someone else say hey you've got this because you do yeah and and don't be afraid to use your intuition you know i know when i was getting ready to give my two weeks notice to leave my company of 15 years i remember just you know going to sleep i prayed about it i i woke up that day and, and i had a smile on my face and i had clarity that you know this was the right decision if if i didn't leave you know there's going to be so many people that i wouldn't be able to impact in the way that i wanted to impact and so i you know it was a passion and purpose versus you know do i stick in a corporate environment where my ideas are are going to be on a list that's very very long and so but you know you're absolutely right you have to surround yourself with the right people you've got to trust you know your intuition you've got to you know look at things through a positive perspective and an optimistic lens even though things may not seem rosy and i know it's 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 super hard you know and everyone goes through their own circumstances and their own uh stories but we either you know we have like you said earlier liz we've got a choice to make do we want to be a victim or a victor and everybody that's listening you all have that choice uh today and liz you know this has been phenomenal i i appreciate you know you're sharing your story what you've accomplished uh so far has been incredible and i can't wait to see how you're continuing to blaze your own trail well it's it's been my honor to host you on the show i appreciate you taking time out of your schedule i know that people are going to be impacted by your story and your journey uh, as well as your products so thank you so much for coming on the blaze your own trail podcast thank you thanks jordan really enjoyed it thanks so much thank you mm -hmm.